we are back and in a car. It's your boy Sway from MTV News. Thrilled to be joining you for episode car 86 of Knifey Lion, Lion Radio. Radio. Oh, baby, we are the gift. is Jonah, live from a scion in the hellscape of Georgia. Joining me today, not Nick, not Zach. They're back in beautiful, gorgeous Ohio. But we've got Mike Madnet! Yeah! You might remember him from the Atlanta Drive last year. One of our most memorable moments. Uh, also joining us, sitting shotgun, Kakarot himself, Max! Wagwan my brethren. Oh, God. Today, so much to talk about. We got the 2-1 beatdown against Atlanta United. We'll go ahead and recap that and then pick our FCC Man. of the week. We'll pick out our favorite. Diggle smash. We'll play a brand spanking new car edition of FCC Survivor. Ah! Who will stay? Who will go? So many choices. Nobody knows. Um, I was off the dome. Pretty good. We'll see if anybody called in. The tone line, three for one tone. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about you, Kevin. Give us a minute. A brand new edition of. Kevin's in the last minute. Hope we can explain. And then to wrap it all up, a pot of delicious Atlanta home cooked. Potpourri. Oh, but we are in a car and we are driving. It's Sunday morning. Daylight savings came at us quite quickly. Max, how are you feeling the morning after? How's life treating you? Like shit. <laughs> Mike? I feel okay. You guys obviously didn't sleep too well, but uh, I sure did. Yeah, so yesterday we drove down in the Scion at warp speed. Mike dodging and weaving through traffic, risking the lives of your favorite podcast. But we made it. We came to the game. Joined by lots of FC Cincinnati fans. We missed the march. Folks, oh, we missed the pregame. Let's just get into the fucking recap, okay? Starting lineup. Someone gets to play the role of Zach and tell me how excited they were. We had the exact same starting lineup as last week, except sub a reggaeton for a Joe Jow and sub a Brandon Vasquez for a slight upgrade. You're going to look hot at ya. Max, what'd you think? Guy's got the first touch of an angel and the hair of a god. The hold-up play of a, of Atlas, you know Atlas, <laughs> the guy who carried the world on his back. Mike, what you know about Atlas? I don't I don't know anything about Atlas. You know about Atlas? He's real strong. You never seen that statue of the like the Greek guy holding up no, the robot? No, I, I know okay. exactly right. what you're talking so about. So it's it's a smart reference. You're not gonna hear it on any other podcast. <laughs> no other Atlas. I bet Max read Atlas shrugged and was like, "That's got some good ideas." How dare <laughs> you? Are you an Ayn Rand fan, Max? Be honest. Hell, nine like that. But yeah, that was the starting lineup. And you know what? I was exciting. Predictions were running the gamut from we'll win 3 1 to we'll tie 1 1. What was your pregame prediction, Max? I don't remember. Felt like we were going to get a draw, same situation as last time. And in the first half, and we conceded early, I thought, here we go again. Started defending a little better, started linking some plays, started getting some chances, and I'm thinking, we're coming out here with a point. We're going to piss these people off again, and that did not happen. Yeah, that's all true, but what else is true is uh, 
They were a slightly late arriving crowd. It ended up filling in pretty good, but for a, a, a brief 10 or 15 minutes, I was ready to mock them for really falling off. They only had like 60,000 for a while, and it was honestly embarrassing. And their first game opening, first home game of the season, this is the one you really want to show out for. How was their painted Tifo? Max! Tifo was hot trash. Looks like a foil card-ish stunt in a number a seven. At all! <laughs> Mike, you had to have expected more as a Tifo connoisseur. <laughs> you know, I've I've been to numerous paint nights, um, and I've seen <laughs> the work it takes to put in a great Tifo. You don't think Atlanta can? Atlanta wants just to didn't put do in the it work anymore. You know, I, Tifo Queen, where are you? Yeah, where the fuck that Tifo Queen at? Y'all them commercials can't be bothered to show up, paint something. There's a lot of hammering of spikes. There's a lot of uh, a smorgasbord of Atlanta-style nonsense. Or I was going to say Nashville-style nonsense. Ooh, $1.99. Right. And the McDonald's. That would have been perfect for my McCafe. Whatever, I don't care at all. Um, but, yeah, no TIFO. They had a, a shiny number seven card foil display for their uh, injured superstar joseph martinez but it was kind of a busted seven it was kind of a one either way i was a little disappointed and guess what folks no spoilers but we're gonna have a tifo because that's how we do it and we're gonna sell out so guys buy your tickets we are really need to fill that place up because right now the nip is going to be a cavern of empty dreams and false promises uh but yeah the game did start instead of joseph martinez they had the always dangerous adam jean Max, on a scale of 9 to 10, how worried were you about the start of the Adam Jean era getting off to a fast start against SEC? I don't know who the fuck that is, so I was really happy it was whoever that guy was and not Martinez. Yeah, you know, this morning I was on uh, looking at the stats, and I looked at their lineup, and I was like, oh, I didn't even know that he was playing. That's how wow. non-existent he was. They have stats on Hinge? I saw you this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the game kicked off, and as uh, Max really, uh, you know, summed up the first half in two sentences, but we must go back. Uh, the first goal, Ezekiel Barco, they tear down Garza's side. He's chasing back. That seems to be a theme. Oh, jeez. That's what Garza says now. Uh, across the went through a million people in the last line of defense. Max, we're sitting in um, the binocular zone, but what'd you see there? Who do you blame? Let's, we gotta throw someone under the bus. There's some kind of bug in our formation or tactics or whatever it is where the most predictable and reliable way to score on FCC is let us have the ball, wait for us to screw it up in the midfield, hit us on the counter when our uh, right and left backs are forward. It causes our big center backs to scramble. Everyone's scrambling to get back, and there's just not enough time for people to cover. And then inevitably, when you have, you know, a genius pass that comes through and splits four defenders, makes them non-existent, then Richie's standing there holding the bag for a busted play. We're trying to blame center backs. You know, it's it's it seems like a team Sorry, failure. Did you say center blacks. Center black, uh, specifically, um, and. Uh, Hashtag free Pedersen. Ron did nothing wrong. I mean, Pedersen has the best feet on the team. Despite never having seen <laughs> him play. Despite having seen him. And, uh, I mean, Kendall's uh, much more physical. And, you know, Pedersen's got, like, the smarts. 
He's a coach's son. <laughs> the gritty. <laughs> He's the first one in, last one out. <laughs> He's a more cerebral player. Watson's more athletic. You might say he needs to stop focusing so much on his music, Pedersen, but he's actually, that's like a nice hobby that gets his mind right for the actual games. Y yet when's, when's De Jong going to finish his rap album? That's what I want to know. <laughs> we can cover that in uh, really nothing else. But that was the 21st minute, and that was kind of the start of, if I didn't mention, we're in a car! car. Yeah, me, Mike, and Max were sitting on the aisles, the aisle seat, and that started a, did we give a name to uh, Tanner? Tanner, yeah. This, uh, this guy, Tanner, Atlanta fan, who, without saying a word, was kind of asking to be punched in the face, just like his overall aesthetic. He walked by and uh, was kind of trying to start some shit with uh, our beautiful, laid-back, not-at-all-tipsy section. And uh, how did it start for you, Max? What, what was our first interaction? I'm trying to remember. We, you, had, you had the aisle seat. and uh, We're one nil down already, and this guy walks up, and he's got kind of a Sandman look to him, so I'm already wondering what this guy's deal is but he's jawing back and forth and that's fine but when we have away fans at Nippert they're in their own section they're sequestered and our fans do not walk back and forth back uh, by them we have a security call every week when we go away somewhere where they make it very clear that we're in our own section they have policies and procedures blah 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 we had our own security detail to make sure no one got in any shit and meanwhile you have their fans walking back and forth by us, some saying, hey, thanks for coming, some, you know, not saying anything at all, and then some guys like this who can't help themselves but gloat at our mediocrity, which I respect the hustle, but also, guy did it one time, comes back, does it again, he then goes back on his way down, has something to say, and by the time I got sick of this guy, he was like, you guys realize you live in Ohio, right? <laughs> Bro, you realize you live in Georgia, right? Check your literacy rate, fuck-ass Tanner. Yeah, so Tanner became the low light and highlight of the game. And by the end, we'll get back to the actual game. His final, after he had been, Max got in his face, there was a little, a skirmish. I may have suggested that he uh, fuck off, and he had some more words to say, and I was like, look, man, we got a security detail. If you want to make this a thing, We'll call the guy over, we'll tell him what's up. Spoiler alert, our security detail was useless in a word, and this guy kept walking back and forth. So then, Jonah, you were saying. Mike Madnett had had enough. Mike, he's holding two beers. This is his sixth time by. <laughs> you get the itchy, itchy flicking finger. What went through your head, and then what happened? <laughs> um, so I, I, this was not the last incident of Tanner, by the way. But uh, there was he, another after the flick. There was. Oh, okay. Go so ahead. he comes over, and he's got his beers, and he's talking shit per usual. And um, oh, you guys still suck. Yeah. And then like, he tries yeah, to like hand me a beer, and I go because I want to actually <laughs> knock it over. And he pulls it back, and I go like flick the lid. So I'm trying to knock his beer over, um, and then of course he's just being a dick, continuing to. So that was nice. And then was it them? No. So, like his... so then I moved down because someone behind me spills a beer. So I moved to the seat. An unrelated right... beer spillage. Unrelated beer spillage. So I moved to the seat in front of Max. He comes up and I cannot remember for the life of me what he said. Something about being shitty and losing and they're winning and they're better or whatever. At that point, I'd had enough. I was really pissed off and I just shoved him. 
Just a little shove. A little baby shove. And I said, quit fucking talking. And then the security detail said that he didn't do anything and he didn't say anything. And he was just walking peacefully up and down the stairs. And I was the one who instigated it. So, First of all, I've never seen so many make so many fucking trips (laughs) up and down. I mean, very excessive. You think he might have been doing it on purpose. I'm not positive. But then uh, was it his, the lady friend who was with him who earlier was like, Oh, we, I actually really like Ohio. She's like, I went to Ohio State. They were like, we're all like, Columbus? <laughs> Fuck you, lady. You can get yeah. it too. Tanner? Miss Tanner? Uh, was she the one who ratted to you and someone was like, yeah, it was him over there starting stuff. The guy with the beard. I don't know. I, Max, do you know more about that? No, that was a, that was some security lady who just found the most odd-looking brown guy and <laughs> yeah, said it was his fault. I'm guessing... Him, Muhammad. <laughs> no, the he's escalating stuff with dear, dear Tanner. His friend was cool. She was like, I, I love my friends, but I know they can be dicks. So sorry about that. I love Ohio, though. We're the Republic of Cincinnati, <laughs> bitch. We ain't Ohio shit. Uh, you know, but then you have a few fans who are like, we're so happy, like almost like too, too much. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love you guys. I'm so happy you're here. Like, all right, chill. Like, that's too far the other way. Come here every week. We love the three points. Come back. We can make something work. Uh, but then that goes to halftime, one nothing, and basically it's setting up for uh, yeah, the game actually happened. A repeat. Who was gonna be the Lamar this time? I don't know. I don't know. But second half again, I say we get a little control. Things are okay. But as things happen, <laughs> this slow escalation of a goal that you see from a million miles away. And this one ends with Emerson Hindman eventually getting on it and going near posts, really squeezing in right past Spence. I don't know who you blame on that one either. All of our goals, it's usually like a five-minute process. We're like, uh, okay, someone stop this. Stop. And then it never stops, and they score, and it you know, hurts. I- I, th- I think, if I, if I may, please do. Max made a good point during the game. I turned around and I just said, what happened? And he said it just was a good play, and it was. And I, I read um, a Spencer. Spencer said that he was moving left at that moment to reposition himself because he felt that he was going to come across the box. Yeah. And he got him on his right side when he was least expecting it. So I guess it's a Spencer... Spencer... Uh, Miss Q. It was a good shot. I mean, he fooled me. I, mean, I was not expecting him to squeeze it in right there. Well, and once again, we're, we're on the back foot on a counter. Our center backs are trying to recover. Our shape is completely dismantled. We have super quick guys running at super slow guys, and they're going to win that 50-50 most of the time. And by the way, this guy's a skilled player, so he cuts to one side has the defender bite on it and takes the open shot. I mean, played at AFC. And now, he, and now he's playing. Now he's in the big leagues. Yeah. <laughs> now he's in the majors. That was upsetting because two nothing. You're like, it's not a repeat, and we're not going to win three one. That hurt to see. But we didn't give up. The guys really gave it their all. And ten minutes after that, or about nine minutes, we get some a good spell of possession. We're knocking it around. Eventually, it finds the feet of Yuya Kubo, and from a decent strike outside the box, fucking rips it. Leaves Braguzan firmly planted to the ground. Slight little knuckle, plowed through that ball. I, it took me by surprise. I don't know, Max. How about you? I wasn't. I was. I was. I guess gorgeous. he received the ball of feet, and it started to go kind of across the face of goal, and then Kubo dragged it back hard, back to his right foot. I think Guzan was a little caught off guard by the quick move, 
And then the way he shaped his body, you thought he was going to curl it, and then he struck straight through that bitch, and it went to the right corner. And I think Guzan was completely undone by uh, the body position and the way he struck through it, and it was just a beautiful goal. I'd say up until then, Kubo had an okay game, but he still seems a little bit, uh, a little bit passive, a little bit off. You don't know what you're getting with Kubo, but then with one strike, you're like, oh yeah, this guy's got some, this guy's got quality. He's a DP. And, uh, yeah, it was just gorgeous. And then you're thinking, we can fucking do this. At that point, Loka had had a pretty good game, but in the second half, he wasn't getting a lot of looks. That was the 64th minute where Kubo got that goal. This was uh, a miracle. Demay making sub, sub after sub. First, we got uh, Adrian Reggaeton coming in for Joe Jow. Uh, later, we had Andrew Gutman coming in for... And we had Brandon Vasquez come in for... Who did Vasquez come in for? Because Loka, it wasn't a straight swap. We went with two up top after that. Yeah, we went with two up top. Um, he came in for... Mike's driving and looking at his phone because that's important for the podcast. Amaya. Frankie Amaya. Um... While we're just jumping around here. The penalty shouts in the first half. We had two. Two legit penalty shouts. Was it Cruz or Loca who went down in the box the first time? I thought it was Loca. Oh, the first time? Well, there's one where a guy off the ball went down. Um, the like post reporter, uh, Joseph Maymay, posted a video. And I think that one was of Loca. That was the one shortly before half. That was a PK in my eyes. And they didn't deem it worthy enough to even have the ref look at it on his screen. It's just as upsetting, and of course we don't get to see the replay on there. But they'll go ahead and review a tackle and give our okay, and give yeah, our yeah. guy a yellow. Uh, there were a ton of trash calls that game. I mean, there were super weak fouls we were getting called on. I think that tackle from Waston was certainly aggressive, maybe even reckless. But that early in the game, yellow, a little soft for me. That penalty shout in the first half was stone cold. I have no idea how in the hell that wasn't called. Um, it was just left and right, it seemed like the calls. And I don't want to be Mr. Ref was against us, but the ref was against <laughs> us. <laughs> we end the game with 15 fouls, four yellows, uh, to their 10 fouls and one yellow. 14 shots, four on goal, but we do never get that tying goal. You, you know, you thought it was coming, but we didn't really get any good looks the last five minutes that I remember. But it was nice to see them put it all out there with uh, Lanky Vasquez and uh, Loca. According to ESPN, we played a 4-2-3-1. I couldn't fucking tell, but it did seem like Harris had a little more help back there than game one, so I'm glad they adjusted slightly. Yeah, our passing looked a lot better. Uh, Harris, I, I still remain unconvinced. Um, sorry, Mamey. I may have overestimated Harris Madunyanin, but he looked a lot better this game, and I understand that he has to settle in, and if you have a guy, uh, you know, a Regista spreading, spraying the ball around, it really helps if the people are in the right positions and we have kind of a mind-melding situation. But um, I think I like Amaya a little further back, farther back. He He's quick. He's dogged. He's a little honey badger out there, doesn't give a fuck, wins the ball, and can take it forward, and I think it's uh, I think it works well when we have Amaya to cover or at least provide support for Harris when he's pulling the strings. And it seems like Harris is tasked with a little too much defensive work sometimes. Seems that things break down when he's pushed up a little further and he's trying to make tackles. It seems like something's still off with our shape. I think we might need a coach, but. Uh... <laughs> 
I'm ready for the Jab Stam era. United legend. I do feel the same way yeah, about Harris. He is obviously the leader of the team when it comes to being on the field consistently for two games. Has the most passes by any of the players, which means he's managing the ball more than anyone else. I was looking at the stats today at 51 total passes, 30 of which were on our side, only 21 on the uh, opposition side. Frankie, on the other hand, had, I think, 27 passes, 21 of which was on the opposition side. So just as many offensive forward passes as Harris. So it shows Frankie's more at, he, he gets the ball, he looks forward. And he's always been that way. That's what's been so great about Frankie. I feel like Harris is more so playing, you know, just La Liga football. He's he's like wanting to possess, pass it around, get it back to the center backs. And I don't think Loka plays that style. I don't think Kubo likes to play that style. So he just is too stagnant, I guess, on the field. Does Toho? He, do, he, he gets a ton of the yeah. ball, but he doesn't do much with it. You know, I was desperate for that tying goal, mostly so I could find Tanner and really just rub it in his face. But I'm I'm happy at least we got that Kubo goal because it kind of re-energized, gave us a little more life as fans. I got to do a little bit of air jerk off. And I, you know, I was like, you fucking blew it. You let us back in. Wheels are coming off. And uh, those are the moments I live for. And just a tie could have really propelled us to just on a micro level, really excitable podcast. <laughs> I'll say the last 25 minutes of that game, you can tell Atlanta has been in the CONCACAF Champions League or Cup or whatever it is uh, because they the CONCACAF the shit out of that, out of the last section of that game. If that were my team, I would have been ecstatic. That <laughs> but you when had, it's your other yeah, team, you just want to kill them. There were nine Ledesmas out there just burning the clock, setting fire to any chance we had to getting anything going. And it was beautiful, but God damn that it sucked to watch. Yeah, it started started early and it, it started often. But in our second half, anytime we were pinned back, you know, I they scared me to death. My heart was in my throat, but they were doing these little pinging around, little triangles, little ticky-tacka in the back, just like, who are these guys? And uh, the confidence of some of these KG vets back there. My outlook overall after the game, ends 2-1, you know, a little bit of a downer, but they didn't play us off the field. On a, another play this game ten times out, I say we win it probably at least three times. It's a tie a few more times, and then they take the other ones. It, it could have gone any way. We had some good chances in the first half. Right towards the end of the first half, the ball went right in front of Joe Jowell in front of the net, and he could not get a foot on it. And then a little few minutes before that, Alan Cruz with a header, and uh, a good save by Brad Guzan. So it wasn't like, you know, goals change games. We get that goal there. Who knows what the fuck happened. But uh, Or the penalty. Or the penalty. You know, there were many times last season, early in the year, very early, where I said, you know, we lost, but I can see this is going to be a good team. Um, and I was lying to myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this year, this this is it. This is the year where we actually turn it around. We're going to start winning some games. Yeah, I think I'm not the expert who knows the backline combination. If you got to go to the Bailey Facebook, and they're the ones who know how to unlock it. But I feel like if we sort out the backline. The two white guys. Yeah, I don't know what the best combination is. It could be Waston, Pedersen, Garza, or maybe rotate Duplan a little bit. I don't know, my BFF. Mike, you were not having Duplan in the first half. He was really... You're drawing your eye out there. You know what? I don't know what it is this season, um, and maybe other people have noticed it too, but he has been 
just making mistake after mistake after he's just not with it. I don't know what the off season. I don't know if there's some some Even female his, that just <laughs> broke his heart or what's going his on. His headshots are a little bit. I just woke up. Like, yeah, like he's had a little sluggish. He's he's not feeling. He's it. got a. He's got that first MLS season hangover. I, I think we can we can assume what side of the Ron Yon's <laughs> argument he was on. Well, Quinell, when you put it that way, uh, <laughs> you can never know. Je m'en bats le cuit. But actually, the Quinell guy is black. Quel dommage. Yeah, overall, I would agree. Some people had some rough first halves, and some people kind of turned it around. Overall, I'm happy putting positive spin on a loss until we have a firm head coach. I'm desperate for a win. I was desperate for a tie. But I think we're going to get one at the nip. I fully acknowledge my uh, Waston standum. He's big and black. He'll shut down your attack. But I, if while we're searching for a center back pairing, I'm going to say I am not fully convinced by Vanderver. I understand that he's supposed to be the immaculate passing guy. I'm not seeing that uh, in so far as the way our, our play is developing. I'm not seeing that in the stats when I'm looking at them. I'm also not seeing where Vanderwerf is as much as a fucking battleship as Waston is. If there's a one-on-one and that ball's coming in the air, whoever goes against Waston is going to get cleared out, and it's going to be a beautiful moment. Vanderwerf is good, and he's made some some decent defensive headers and shutdowns, but they are both big, as Kevin put it, relatively immobile center backs, and if you have wingers that cut in from the inside after we've been blown up on a midfield uh, concession, and we're having we're getting overloaded and countered. They're gonna just pass around those guys. What Waston for me offers over Vanderwerf is the fact that with 30 minutes left in the game, says fuck it, I'm gonna go be a, a center or a, a, a center midfielder now, and makes driving runs into the box. And you can tell when he goes up there with the ball. Their midfielders are like, shit, what the fuck is this guy doing up here? And they basically part the Red Seas for the guy. Won a corner last time. If he would have scored it, I would have shit my... Or if he would have scored off that corner, I would have shit myself. Nothing can be asked more of him from an effort perspective, but he's also literally an all-star center back in MLS. He is getting older, and I would concede that maybe Vanderwerf offers marginally better distribution but I'm, I'm not seeing, if you pull all other things being equal, if you pull Waston off, leave Vanderwerf on there, I'm not sure what you gain there. Yeah, they're doing a lot of assuming that it seems like everyone who says something is saying Waston out, Pedersen in. The F- best FCC players are the ones who haven't played yet. Yeah, which, you know, is kind of understandable. Hashtag Andy Craven. Free Nas. He's just so good with his feet. Who, no one's seen, I'm shocked if anyone's seen a second of Pedersen highlights even online. Yeah, for some reason, we think he's good with his feet. He's a heady player. I mean, I want to see him play, too, and we'll, we'll see him play. We got a lot of games. Free Hagelin. <laughs> My man can't even make the 18. So let's take a positive spin. Let's pick our FCC man. of the week. Mike, I'm going to let you go first. I think my man of the week is Loka. I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys saw in the second. Of course, he got his goal in the first game. Great. Coming off a flight from Netherlands. Um, but fresh off his rap album completion. <laughs> fresh off the rap album. Out He's got to wrap up that rap album. Um, but man, did you see him styling on everyone towards the end of the second half? I mean, from like 50 and on, he was just he, he wanted ba- the ball. He had a back heel he was, down the sideline. He was moving around. Stayed in you so could, perfectly. You could tell that this this man is special. Um, I don't think we've seen a. <laughs> 
I don't think we've seen someone up top as as good as he has. Yeah, he I is. said I, I made a very bold claim to Max. I was like, I like him better than Adi. You know, I, if I had to choose right now, at least, I think I'd pick uh, him too. Wow, 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 wow. You sound like someone who's trying to sound like you know what you're talking about when you say like you can just see the quality, but like it's true. It's the same thing when we we played the first game against the Fire and Bastion Schweinsteiger. He's old as hell, but he's just like making these passes like, oh, right. That's what it looks like. You see that with Loco where he, he holds it up and like lays it off and you're like, yes. It's so, it looks so simple, but you're like, that's what quality looks like. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, he looks like a quintessential EPL player. Like he gets on the ball and immediately he's doing step overs. He's, he's doing little drags, trying to get defenders to bite on things so he can open up space. He always finds decent positions. You mentioned GB, like at the USL level, that guy was galaxy brain. He was always in the right space, whether his old ass body could keep up with what he was trying to do, uh, RIP Hoyt. Um, was a different story, but yeah, Loka is, he's clearly on a different level, and I hope that uh, we get some Meg Bucks to sign him in the future, and he doesn't get sick of getting smashed while he's here. A little side note, is this a bad sign that Garza was kind of like Hoyt, and that at all times we're like, switch, Garza's wide open, no one's near Garza! They're like, hey, just hang off, hey, don't even worry about Garza, he was in acres of space in the as, as a, the Hoyt tradition, we're just calling, like, hey, so, I mean, the switch was on and was the right move a lot of times, but I'm like, oh, that was like Hoyt. He was always, <laughs> why was he always wide open? Like, yeah. Gar is Garza the old left back now? We're like, hey, he's open over there. Come on, give it to him. Uh, but that's for another day. He might be my man of the week. I don't know. Max, how about you? Who's your man of the week? Understated. Crews out there look so damn good and stable, and it's, um, obviously different times and different levels but it, it's shades of uh michael lahoud where when he's on the ball i feel good about it and i know that his decisions are going to be uh good fruitful productive he even had and i love these little asshole fouls um we had another concession in the midfield uh one of their speedy guys was on a break and cruz just said fuck it i'm grabbing this guy's shoulder i absolutely love those plays because it's shit heel and it's super effective and i'll take that yellow every day to shut down an attack obviously meter him out because you don't want two of those but um i love that kind of stuff from from cruz so he's my man of the week uh do you see some of the chatter when de healthy of who whose spotty takes I saw a few Alan Cruz's thrown out there. Oh, that's crazy. I'm super shocked. Super that's shocked. crazy. <laughs> Never seen one minute of the guy already better than Cruz. <laughs> the, the old made of glass man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you got Cruz. We got a Cruz. We got uh, Lucadia. I'm going to be the tiebreaker. And uh, it's my podcast. I'm going to give it to Yuya Kubo. What a strike. Come on. I'd say <laughs> relatively quiet game, but, I mean, that, that ball – like it's been kind of quiet from uh, Kubo. He he had a few good a good balls that you know throughout the game, which he did last game too. The first game against Red Bulls, he had a fucking floater over the top to uh, Loka that was fucking gorgeous. So you know the quality, like we said, it's there. Oh, we're in Carpetville, Dalton, Georgia. Flooring is what we're about. And uh, but this game, that shot, the shot heard around the world, and uh, just it gave us hope and. Gave us hope for the future as well. So, uh, Yuya Kubo, don't know if you're driving around here, but if, so if you want to get a lift to uh, the palatial studio when I get home, 
you get a $75 gift card to the closed down Kroger on Colerain Avenue. Shit was depressing. Where am I going to do my grocery shopping there? True story, uh, I'm in the checkout lane. Two, uh, two middle-aged ladies scanning my groceries, bagging my groceries. I got one of my kids in the cart. Like, oh, they're so cute. They're like, oh, they, they really take after their papa. I was like, oh. And they're like, your dad must be get he must get all the all the women. I was like, oh, I'm married. Like, of course you are. I was like, ladies, 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 ladies. You take it where you can get it, and I'll always remember them. And hopefully, they found a, a spot at the nice new Kroger up past Northgate. Cause uh, any ladies who compliment me are worthy of constant employment. employment. But congratulations, you Kubo. Uh, this week's edition of my Deckle Smash. This one might have been an under the radar one. It wasn't even a smash because we did have some legit smashes. Uh, but for me, after they scored that first goal, they kind of clatter through a bunch of players. Frankie Amaya, one of them's running by, gives Heinemann just a, I don't know if it's Heinemann or, no, gives Barco a nice shove in the back. Just like, fuck you, man. Get the fuck out of here. And I fucking loved it. It looked great in slow-mo. Frankie, just get the fuck out of here. You, you had one image of Frankie when we first got him in your head. Small stature, you think he's just going to be trying to dink and dunk constantly. But he's actually, like, uh, I think Max described him a little Tasmanian devil action. He's got a fiery streak. He ended up with a yellow card in the game as well. So not really a smash, more a Deckel shove. But I think Deckel would have appreciated it. And uh, Honey Badger don't give a fuck. That's Amaya. I mean, he's he's small and he's he wants to work hard. He's probably playing for <laughs> Angling for a European contract. It was a hair. I was ah, and he's uh, light hair because it's pretty long. Yeah, the guys, the guys like a tiny little uh, Gattuso out there. Um, you can always count on him working really hard to get the ball. He doesn't always get it, but he will at least provide time for the defense to regain shape. You always know he's going to be on your ass, so you don't have a lot of time on the ball. Anything smashy oh, out there for you? I legitimately have no idea. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. But uh, also, I got for this the last few minutes, they had a few breakaways. They had one, a four-on-one, and you're like, oh, God. And they blew it, and I fucking, that was my chance to do a real jerk-off motion to the crowd. Four of them, one Vanderfer desperately fucking, uh, what's my uh, what's my defensive strategy at Pride FC? What do I, uh, surfboard? Surfboard. He was fucking surfing backwards yeah. so hard, side to side, and then they fucking <laughs> offsides themselves. It was fucking oh, so great. Awesome. That was so good. as close to a goal as you can get from me. And uh, that was fantastic. And then you just look at their fans and be like, what are you doing? What? What is this? Yeah, I'll give some props to Vanderver for that. He played that beautifully. Um, granted, he had 25 yards to we do it. We were waiting for him to dive in, though. So, yeah. Was that's... that not Amaya? Are you guys sure? Uh, Amaya, Amaya. There several, actually, at the end of the game. But there, there is a play where Amaya did break off beautifully. They had he, a breakaway. There yeah. was another breakaway where they ended up just having to hold it up. And they but then there's also the four-on-one where they Amaya. made offsides. Yeah, Amaya yeah. jumped forward. Yeah. They passed it. He was offsides. There was another one where they were com- cutting in from the right. And, yeah, uh, it was, just, it was one-on-one. Was, it was yeah, like he Barco for yeah. speed dubs and you're like, uh, I think I know how this ends. Yeah. Yeah, miraculously, that it did not end in a goal. So Yeah, he had 25 yards to pull it off, but he contained him very, very well. That, that Amaya, uh, it was a four-on-one where 
they had the ball and then they they went to pass to another uh, approaching attacker and just Amaya just stepped right up. They caught caught themselves off sides. It was fucking great. All right, let's play FCC Survivor. So last week it was me, Zach, and Nick. So there's a threesome. Unfortunately, we had to part ways with Matthew Duplan, Michael Vanderwerf, and Brandon Vasquez. And this week. It's a threesome again. We're going to lose three more guys. We're going to be out of players real quick. Quick reminder of the rules. Anyone who entered the game can be voted off. Nobody who did not enter the game and was on the pine can be voted off. Mike, the mic is facing you. This is your chance. Who do you want to see cast off the FCC Island never to play again this season? I'm going to say Joe Zhao. Joe Zhao. He just, you know, Max, I know he had a good first half. In your eyes, a good final I just, two thirds of the I first was half. expecting more. Is it? Is that's all? He was a little rusty. It was his was, first game. It, well, you he know, did not have the link up. It was a it was a red card suspension. He wasn't injured. You know, he still he still. Well, we're not even sure Loka we played came preseason in games for 15 did, did minutes off a plane and scored. Joe, Joe Jow didn't make a case that he needed to be the guy instead of Regatone. That's true. And but yeah, he doesn't play the game the white way. Uh, Max, Joe Zhao castigated to Exile Island with no chance of return, though. Who's you? Who's you? Who's you? Who's you voting off? Garza, he just keeps looking older. I He got old real quick. <laughs> I, I appreciate his effort, and uh, he's, by all standards, a, a decent player, but... <laughs> he's um, an okay human. Yeah. Got he's, a nice remodeled bathroom. Nice guy, family man good bathroom but um there's particularly one play it, it, it may have been uh, somewhat early in the second half it was another kind of poor link up and he cut short because he knew he was going to have to make that run back and he just it looked like he sucked in half the stadium worth of air like fuck and i'm thinking he's just I, i'm not sure he's up to the pace of it there's there's a possibility that garza is holds a lot of the blame for that first goal. For me, all right, Garza, Joe Jow. It's not getting any easier, I'll tell you that much. I just pulled a blonde hair off of Max. Use your own conclusions. It wasn't me. God, fuck, yeah, I mean, Richie would be a good shout because we know he has a competent backup. Unreplaceable. But he, I mean, he had that great save. Waston Van Vandiver's already Harris dead. dead. Ooh, that would be a controversial. I like, I like the cut of your chip. Harris, <laughs> you've had it too good for too long. The tribe has spoken. <laughs> Bring me your torch so I can snuff it the fuck out. All right, so Harris Madunian and Joe Jow and Greg Garza, the latest to leave FCC Island. And uh, it's going to be slim pickings in about four weeks, <laughs> especially if there's three people on every podcast. Oh, another riveting, absolutely riveting edition of FCC Survivor. Kevin. Kevin's Hope we can explain. It could get a little strange. Now it's your chance to shine. You didn't come to Atlanta because you're a poser-ass fan. You're now you're a media member, so you're claiming to be neutral, I bet. You don't even care about the team. Uh, but if you didn't know, thepostcincy.com, check it out for all your FCC needs. I promise, uh, Kevin, I promise, I'll write an article 
real soon. I've been I've been really bogged down by life lately. But Kevin, give me your MLS minute and your time starts right now. Donovan and Howard are in USL. Colorado once again wins in the final moments of the game. Minnesota United destroys San Jose 5-2, staying perfect in the season. Sporting Kansas City also off to a flying start behind star striker Alan Polito. Chicharito might be washed. And the Seattle Sounders actually set an attendance record, this time for their lowest MLS attendance since they started playing in MLS. And if MLS wants to be a thought leader in the world of soccer, if they want to be taking the lead on certain topics, what they need to do is get rid of VAR. It has no purpose in the modern game. It is destroying soccer. It is ruining the viewing experience. It's ruining the sport. It does not need to be added. It solves nothing. Unless it's 100% accurate, it's never going to accomplish anything, and it's not. It doesn't need to be here. Get it out. If MLS wants to be a real leader in the world of soccer, this is how they can do it. This is their cause. VAR out. Oh, baby! Loved it. You, you put it all on the line there. Everything we asked for, you gave it to us. Really appreciate that. Now it's time. I think I have one, one or two. Three for one tone. Just stick it up next to my phone, so I'm sure it'll sound really good. If you didn't know, the tone line, three for one tone, call before a game, call during a game, call immediately after. Leave your thoughts, your worries, your fears, your aspirations, your hopes, your dreams. I'm just gonna put these in posts. I can barely hear your fucking voices. And I don't know how to put it on speaker because I don't have the Google Voice app. I don't have room for new apps. If everyone could stop making fun of my phone, that would be helpful, so. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, it occurred to me that you need some new intro music, uh, new intro sounds. So you can use these for free. I'm just gonna record some of the things you often say. Uh, so you can just use these. Deckel smash. Kevin said the last minute. Damn it, I forgot the next one that I was going to do. All call back. I would like to get some Szechuan chili. Hey, this is Golf from Dayton. Um, you know, we've got two losses so far this year, but I really feel like they aren't as bad as we felt through the middle and late season of last year. Um, really feel like we can put some stuff together maybe over these next three home games pull out some pull out some points um really really excited to see where this team goes uh that's about it bye those are great three for one tones that didn't get any reaction because i'm just gonna stick them in later uh mike what's your favorite moment from three for one <laughs> you know i i'm just my my question is where's jimmy he's healthy <laughs> he's he's Handsome. He's on the team, new contract. He hustles. He always knows what to do. He's the smartest player. Plays the white way. And I just, <laughs> I don't know why he's not playing. I think he, I think he said he plays the white the white wing. Uh, who's the, who's going to be on the white wing this week? Uh, Cincinnati, Hustleville, bitch. You a rather see a cracker running laps and score real shit. I ain't got no top of hitters, so I got to spit. Mike, can you say that? Uh, I would say... <laughs> As far as Jimmy, hey, let's go ahead and start it. Popery. Just the trip to Atlanta. A lot of fans showed up. Not as much as last year. Well, let's be fair, but still a healthy, hearty amount. We had a really vocal, passionate fan in front of us, a young woman and her grandfather. 
and <laughs> she was really enjoying uh, Mike. Eyes on the road, Mike. She's really, really enjoying me, Mike, and uh, Max's humor. And as she got more lubricated, Ooh. Uh, liquefied, even more so, really, really enjoying it. Max, you had your uh, your police chant, the police. She was really feeling it. Run, Yance! It's a little harder to hit the note in the morning. Run, Yance! <laughs> you don't have to say the N word tonight! What was, was that? Was that the right yeah, cadence? Yeah, Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think you did that that high part. Horse trailer! <laughs> We're in Georgia! <laughs> Run, yes! You don't have to say the N-word tonight. Uh, why are you watching Linkin Park on your phone? <laughs> uh, I was really inspired by Jimmy McLaughlin. Okay, give it to us. But in the end, it doesn't even matter Because everything he tries to do ends up coming to nothing <laughs> He's, like, he's getting All paid, effort, baby No result um, But yeah, so we had this lovely woman in front of us She's really enjoying it I, The first time I knew she made the right decision sitting in front of us Was when we were talking about Titanic <laughs> How did that even... I'm trying to remember how that came up No, they were giving... On the video screen, they were giving all the emergency exits Where you wanted to go And they just like chose to not mention any of the sections in the upper deck and I did the Irish guy who's like for god's sakes there's women and children down here and she's like huh? and first of a million head turns behind us like what these guys as the game is getting on eventually she's three sheets to the wind and she looks uh, she looks back at me and she's like I'm I miss Ron. This might have been at, at this point post game because they they held us there for like 20 minutes while the Atlanta fans left because they knew we were gonna fight somebody. And she's like, "I miss Ron." And then she's like, "Do you think it was Maddox's fault? Do you think it was him? You think he, he was the one?" And I was like, "I think it was Ron." <laughs> she doesn't know I'm woke as fuck. I was like, "I think it was. Uh, I think it was Ron's fault." And she slaps me I'm like, "Shut up! You don't mean that." And then I don't know what the first eight tenths of this, the phrase she was saying, but she was like patted at Max's leg. She's like, "He's too, you're too light skinned." Oh. <gasps> and I was no. like, uh, "What is she talking about?" <laughs> at that point, Mike was sitting next to her because yeah. of the beer spill in our room. So of course, yeah, beer spill behind me rolled down. So I moved next to her because of course there was, was an open seat. By like green light. And she looks at me and she goes. What is your friend? And I was like, what? And she goes, he's like olive, but like he could be white. He could be black. Like, I don't know what he is. I'm both, bitch! And I was like, uh, I, I just, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. She goes, I bet he doesn't even know what he is. Mulatto. And I was like, she I think he does. She can't but you fathom, should ask him. She can't fathom there was an interracial relationship. Like, there, I don't get it. There's just, <laughs> none of this makes sense. He's got jungle fever. She's got jungle fever. And then at some point, I heard Mike go, well, he's half Italian about me. And then for some reason, that meant something to her. It's like, no, you are? I was like, what, <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and... 
Yeah, and that was then followed was the Ron. And I was like, oh, God. What do you think? What was the word Ron said? And she'd be like, <gasps> like, it could have gotten real ugly. I was like, lady, you're in the blackest city in America. Good morning, ma'am. Being as. a lovely morning? Up yours. She just would not stop talking to us. And Mike said it was her boyfriend with her. She told me who it was her 30 boyfriend. 30 years older than her. Nothing made sense. And clearly she has some opinions, <laughs> some uh, some racial opinions. And it was, oh, God, we're about to, we're crossing the border. Thank God. Tennessee welcomes you. Take me to another place. Take me to another. Da, da, I probably sang that a lot. Tennessee. 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 And once Mike told us later that that was her boyfriend, it made everything. And uh, then we finally leave the stadium. And you know what? He wasn't very happy with her. It <laughs> he looked like he was not. dealing with a toddler. So I saw him on the phone, and he's yelling in the phone, where are you? Where are you? And I'm like, oh, he lost her. This is like and we I just s- got out of the concourse. Here. And I see her, like, to the left, and I'm, like, trying to get a hold of this dude. I don't know what his name is. like, hey, hey, hey. He's not, like, look. So I walk up to him, like, she's over there, point over, and he just hobbles his ass over there grabs her come on let's go had to be the fucking trip from hell oh absolutely man. and then like he like just starts walking in front of her and then we see like her like race to catch up like <laughs> anyways if you're listening nothing personal <laughs> actually kind of personal you you got some stuff you need to you need to work on what you're saying you know keep that shit to yourself or the bailey facebook page but uh whoo baby for someone with not very progressive in your race thoughts. I don't know what the fuck that situation was. But she she was simultaneously the highlight and low light of the game. It was it was kind of an awkward vibe the whole game. Our fans were rather sloshed yelling at uh, ATL uh, Tanner guy, which was warranted. But just like weird vibes, weird vibes in Atlanta. Also, speaking, of, on the, yeah, speaking Atlanta. of weird comments and uh, Tanner, at one point, when he made his fifth or whatever trip up to talk shit to us, I went up to him and I told him, you got to get the fuck out of here, man. Like, you you can't be doing this. Your other fans are cool. They're coming up thanking us for being here and you're talking shit. You got to go. And I go up to him and he's like, you're not even in your place, man. I'm like, hey, bro, we're in Black Mecca. You're not in the right place. (laughs) Yeah, also, Atlanta fucking sucks. We tried to go get some food somewhere after the game fucked busy everywhere including fast food call me a homer i'll admit it i'm a cincinnati stan but i like being able to drive 10 minutes and get something somewhere and have it be good i'm not trying to fight everybody for everything all the time small town heroes sup yeah i mean the zaxby's had a line the drive-through line reached the pickup window i will say after we got out of the stadium we walked through an absolute sea of black humanity and my heart was filled but i was wondering where'd all y'all come from (laughs) in cincinnati we keep ourselves sequestered to certain areas this was a grown and sexy party that spanned dozens of acres atlanta is a truly magical place every weekend is cincy jazz fest yes black people if things get too heavy somewhere else there is a place for us and it is atlanta the lines are a little long but they welcome us if you're listening, all four of you. But uh, yeah, and we also stumbled across a plus, 
across what a possible Walking Dead set. One of the streets is blocked off to look like fucking uh, post-apocalyptic. Everything covered in shrubbery. And Max tried to inquire about from a local. Hey, is there filming a movie there? <laughs> Ignored. <laughs> Ignored completely. <laughs> At least she didn't try to touch my hair. If she was sitting behind you, there is even odds she rubs your head. It's so coarse yet so soft. What do you do? You use any like product or like? I don't get it. You have a tan all the time. It's weird. Why is your so nose lucky. so big? Do you like, do you get dizzy breathing in through that big, wide nose? Oh my God. Uh, but we're leaving Atlanta. It was like everyone in the city decides to go out on the weekends, which is very rude for us visitors. <laughs> we're trying to move about the city with impunity. Don't they know we try to get some chicken at 11 o'clock on a Saturday after a game? Damn. If we would have tied the game, we would have to be making this Atlanta trip regardless every year because I don't want to break break the curse but we lost so next year it's a toss up it could be the one person that was missing could have been Zach could have th- <laughs> <laughs> definitely safe we got Kenny in the car who's the real safe hey Kenny hey lo- lo- love it or leave it Kenny you don't like it you can you can get out Kenny but overall you know podcasting in a car it's it's good bringing back the memories we didn't have the Lamar moment but it felt there for the taking mike what are your final atlanta trip thoughts we head back next week finally back to normal nipping the nip out um good trip worth it in the car longer than we're there it's fine absolutely um lots of good experiences (laughs) if you're a listener let's talk and get you a scarf that's it. Daylight savings really fucked us. I heard we were supposed to get up at like seven. I hear Mike's alarm go off, and I looked at I look at my watch. I'm like, it's fucking six. What the fuck is Mike doing? And then uh, I look at my phone, and I'm all sorts of sad. Very very sad. Yeah. So uh, crowded, lost an hour, lost the game. My big takeaways from ATL, but memories that last a lifetime as usual. Max. Besides just the overall impressive blackness of Atlanta, which you gotta respect, what's your what's your takeaways from this this big road trip trip? Waston out. Waston, uh, Mike, are you getting off here? I have to take a leak. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> uh, I was gonna say Chick Fil A breakfast, but it's fucking Sunday. God oh, damn it! Cracker Barrel is fucking popping. I bet I know where he sleeps inside of. <laughs> Cracker Barrel. <laughs> but I love her. <laughs> that poor, poor, poor boyfriend. <laughs> He's like, God, I mean, I thought this was going to be fucking cool having a girlfriend who's 30 years younger than me, but she's fucking insane. For God's sakes, there's women and children down here! What are you? Does he even know? Dollar eighty-eight. All right, so. Raceway. All <laughs> right. That's the only street he'll take. <laughs> it must be defined. Uh, my final thoughts: Georgia, you'll never be Cincinnati, and uh, Tanner. I'm happy to be in Ohio. We've got a lot of suckers, but we don't have you. But if you want to join the Bailey Facebook, it's the place for you. 
Jesus Lord. Mike's cutting off Georgians and really asking for it. Not those kind of Georgians. Those, are, <laughs> not those Mike's basically a Georgian. The Jordanian sensation leaving the car, never to be seen again. Bye. All right. Uh, Mike's got to go pee. All right. My final thoughts. Can't wait to be home again. Children, I'm coming home. My adorable. Uh, yeah. So. I'm feeling positive, feeling upbeat. This is the longest podcast ever. I gotta cut some shit out. We're at an hour and fifteen minutes. Uh, yeah, Zach, Nick, we'll see you next week. Uh, Emilio, it's Gutman. You didn't travel for the game. Hashtag not a real fan. But for everyone who did travel, much respect. You're uh, you're where it's at. Y'all the real MVPs. You are the real MVPs. We'll see you next time. Rise together, fries together. Drive together. We're in a car. All right. All right. God bless. God bless. God bless. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Goodbye. All right. Goodbye. Coming up.